their testicles could be full size, which would be amazing, right? If you're a midget with full size testicles. Why did you say that with such conviction? Because I'm convicted. (laughs) I'm convicted. What do you want from me? (laughs) They probably are. That's why they walk the way they do. Oh, my God. Can I get a absolutely shot out of a cannon into another cannon then re-powdered and shot out of another cannon we are on it this week and i am fired the f up episode seven the glass bottom podcast or as we call it the g b p e what up boys up to my left is uh is rob what's up rob oh hi how you doing oh well i'm doing fine how are you doing that was fantastic uh to my right shots lucky number seven Thanks for uh, tuning in for episode seven. Uh, it's been great. We've got a lot more feedback and uh, we've learned a lot from every episode. We hashtag, not hashtag, hash out. That was the uh, hash out stuff that uh, we don't like and like about ourselves. And uh, it's been another seven days. And here we are to entertain you, American and or overseas listener. And that's all we're here for. We make a zero dollar right now doing this. We only do it because we want to have fun, entertain people. And we have some great stuff to say. So welcome aboard. I thought all day about what we call listeners to the Glass Bottom Podcast. And all I could come up with is uh, Bodie McBoat faces, which is kind of cool, but it's dated. So do you have anything better than Bodie? Welcome aboard, Bodie McBoat faces. Uh, I like glass holes. (laughs) Mark it, scratch it. Welcome aboard, glass holes, <laughs> Rob. Okay, but out of fairness, I have to defer to shards. Can you be glass holes? Because that was a hole in one. No, that's that's awesome. Woo, Rob, nice chip shot. Hey, welcome aboard, glass holes, to the Glass Bottom Podcast. <laughs> Earlier today, I reached out to my kid and my nephew, uh, Jeffrey. Shout out to Jeffrey and Skitch. And I asked them, what's a new word for shout outs? And they all choked. There's no new word for shout outs. I got a bunch of garbled stuff. And in the end, they sent, sent me shout out. Oh, you have to bleep that. Anyway, so I got some shout outs. I'd like to shout out first, uh, Jeffrey. He knows who he is. Who's working at an unnamed rocket company. And he's killing it in life. So thanks for all. He's he's my consultant, my direct consultant for uh, millennial uh, millennial information, words and definitions and what to say, what not to say. Obviously, I'm failing. It's not his fault. It's my fault. So shout out to them and Rick at Odyssey. Well, he's like you, Shards. What is it with guys named Rick or Rich or Richard? His name is Richard and he doesn't like to be called certain stuff, but he doesn't demand you call him something. What is it with you guys? Oh no, man! It's just an ugly name. Well, we, we yeah. want to get away from it, but we we don't want to defer too far away from it because you know it's our it is our name. We did back that up with facts from a entomologist, but he knows who he is. I call him Rick. Uh, he wants to be called Ricky at Odyssey. So shout out to Ricky at Odyssey. That's my shout outs. Anybody got any other shout outs? What about you guys? Who do you want to shout out? For lack of a better word, thank you, Jeffrey and Skitch. Shout, shout out, out my boys. No, no, shout out. Go. Wait, shout out. No, wait, Shards. Back it up. No, no, no. Shards goes first. No, no, Rob goes first. Rob? All right. He's the producer. I'm going to shout out. I'm a Jeff of my own from PA. He knows who he is. Personal attorney? Physical attorney? What's PA mean? I don't know. What's PA? Philadelphia? What? No. No, I'm just kidding. Pennsylvania. Oh, that's... Duh. That's Penn. P-E-N. Duh. No, you call it PA. It is PA. What? It's PA. How do I know that's not Pawtucket? Home of the drunken clam. Anyway. Okay. Shout out. Shards? Uh, shout out to my mom. I hope she never listens to this show, but if she did, I'm sorry for last episode. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mrs. Shards or Ms. Shards, I'm sorry for last episode too, but that shows how incredibly open-minded your mom is and how cool she is. Because some moms would have lost their ever-loving crap. So shout out to your mom and your grandma and your stepdad. That was cool. 
in the end, it was cool. They got nothing to worry about. Shout out. Shout out. Well, uh, I watched some more Dr. Pole as I am wont to do. And I got to tell you guys, the ama- incredible Dr. Pole, what's, what's one step above incredible? Uh, Shards, if you had to ratchet something up one step from incredible, where would that be? I don't have a word for it. One step above incredible. Yes, it goes average, no, normal, average, above average, super average, incredible, and then go. Rob, you got anything here? Shards is blanking. Let's go. What about what about phenomenal? That seems or fantastic. Like, mm, I need more work in it. Like that seems like a show business term. I need something like excellent. No, your house is about to be destroyed by a meteor and some guy comes and does something and saves your family in your house. And that guy is phenomenal. See? Yeah. Preposterous. (laughs) No, there's a bigger word. Ridiculous. Extraordinary. Oh, extraordinary. There we go. Shards on the thing. So Dr. Pohl on this episode I watched, he, uh, he got called to a farm where a heifer which as I've learned is a female cow is having twins and he gets there twin one dead because mom, her birth canal is small. And for people like us, the birth canal feels small all the time. Right guys. Oof. Hello. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Anyway, right. thanks for coming to the podcast guys. It's been hey, fun. It's been great. Seven episodes. Have a nice day. Anyway. So he uh, pulls cow number one out with his bumper jack, which I hope we can talk to him. He's got a bumper jack that goes on the back of their thighs and he cranks him out like as if he's pulling a Jeep out of a mud hole. And then cow number two, the he reaches in. He's I can't even feel cow number two. So he's got a glove on at this point and a jumpsuit, the badass Dr. Pole jumpsuit. And he reaches in completely over his shoulder. And says, I can't feel it. I'm going to have to go deeper. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he takes off his jumpsuit. He takes off the gloves. He goes left arm all the way up to his neck, buries his left arm in this cow. Not enough. He's like, I can feel the cow, but I have to push its head this way and its uh, feet that the way or otherwise it won't come out. Next thing you know. Left arm all the way to the shoulder, right arm all the way to the shoulder. He went double barrel raw dog. Can you believe my man, Dr. Pole did that? That's disgusting. I, I want to say no, <laughs> but like the amount of stories you've told me about this man. No, I, I, I do believe it. Uh, wait till you meet him. Double barrel raw dog for Dr. Pole. And he did. I mention he's 81 years old and he's doing this. He's in calves. Holy shit. I would have said. Hey, listen, uh, your calf is already dead, and now I'm going to have to kill the mother. That'll be 25 cents for a bullet. No, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nine millimeter, because I don't want to hurt the thing and have it bounce off its skull. But <laughs> There's something about Mary. What, what do you think? Uh, what, do we no. kill? what was that movie? What do you think? Me, myself, and Irene. There we go. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, Tombstone should have thought of that before they put it out uh Lever action rifle. They can't carry. Anyway, what caliber would this cow have to be put down with? Side sidebar. Sidebar. What caliber should he uh, use to put down cows? The pneumatic air gun that they have for this exact purpose. Oh, from No Country for Old yes. Men. Yes. That guy is the villain. Going. Oh, shards. What say you? Caliber for putting a cow down that you don't want to reach double barrel raw dog. Uh, Fifty cal de straight to the head. That's a lot of cleanup. Do you don't you think though that you want less cleanup? The, don't you? It's the it's the tool for the job. As far as humaneness and instantaneous uh, reassignment of atoms to the universe, yes. As far as who cleans this fucking stall, no. Guess again. Drag it out into the open and I hit it long range with a Barrett fifty cal. Oh, Mark nineteen. Rob, <laughs> me and you are supposed to yin and yang his darkness. Rob, we're failing. Shards is out darknessing us. We have to work double time. To do I think dark. we should just tie a balloon to it and call the Air Force. <gasps> oh, brilliant. But that's $400 million of airplane plus $300,000 of rocket for a Yeah, cow. but what a send-off. I agree. That's pretty. That's like a, that's a 2023 Vikings funeral. Yeah. If you can have a Sidewinder missile explode your guts and your uterus that's with a calf in it, come on. Mm. 
Set up a claymore and just have it walk by it. Mm. Again, the cleanup. I don't understand. It's too tall. I think that'd be undue suffering. Uh Oh, we have breaking news. Uh, Breaking news from my 22 year old son, Skitch. The word to use uh, is huge props, huge props. Not sure if that's correct, but that's what we're going to go with. Huge props is what we're doing here. Uh, so huge props to Ricky at Odyssey. And uh, thank you for that. Anyway, so yeah, Dr. Pulls up to his hijinks. And I, I hope to someday talk to that gentleman. The other thing I want to talk about is big news on the ass tattoo front. Did we ever talk about my ass tattoo in previous uh, episodes? Did you guys remember? Maybe I don't think proto. So. Okay. I think charge is right. Cause he listens to every episode like a hundred times. He's the editor and he does a great job. We may suck on content. We may suck on humor, but God damn it. Our fucking our editing and our uh, post is better sidebar sidebar. I listened to the Kelsey brothers podcast this week for the first time. You guys are familiar with the two Kelsey brothers playing the, the soup or bowl. I'll take the soup. No. Yeah. Okay. Rob, the center who hikes the ball for the Eagles is Jason Kelsey. I love that guy. He's amazing. And the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, who ultimately won, is Travis Kelsey. They have a podcast, and how they podcast and play NFL football in the same week is un- unknown to me. However, it's a good podcast, but you know what? I'm calling them out. Their editing and their their voice work and their content is not as good as ours. So. We're up on some big dogs, I think. The the editing was terrible. I want Charge to listen to it. And I heard smash edits where I don't know crap about this. And I was like, God damn, that was terrible. They just like cut something and smashed something together. We're way above them. So just so you know, it's like I'm we proud. have a, it's like we have a Super Bowl ring, you know, because one of them has a ring. It's Travis, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what how you He's got two. Well, thank you, Mr. Sports. Uh, Anyway, so <laughs> Mr. Sportsman, you oh, and your sports knowledge, your sports knowledge, <laughs> our producers better than your producer. And you could probably fold me in a pretzel and kill me, but I don't care. Anyway, so I have always wanted to get an ass tattoo since I became cognizant of my mortality. Something funny, because I know someday someone who doesn't want to do something, change a diaper or wipe a butt or clean a bed sore is going to have to do that to me because that's the way our stupid ass medical system and our society's rigged. So I wanted to give them a treat. I wanted to put something funny on my ass that would make them happy and go like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> he's 85 and he's got this on his ass. So fast forward to today, I got a colonoscopy coming up soon and I'm expecting the worst news possible because of my terrible diet and my lifestyle in previous years. I wish I had the tattoo right now. So the colonoscoper, is that the right verb or adjective? Anybody? I'm a colonoscoper. You got me, dude. I don't know. Man, colonoscoper. The person, persons, it's probably a group. I hope it's a group. I hope there's students involved too that enter through... In this case, not your anus, but my anus would see something funny. And TikTok wore out the, uh, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. So I wanted something better. And I've been struggling with it. And this week, Gunny, shout out to Gunny. Sometimes he hears this uh, at work. He's like, you should get Elmer Fudd waiting on Bugs Bunny. And I laughed so hard. And I was like, that is it. Do you remember that, Shards? Yeah. That's hilarious. That was a great idea. What if I you found- went with something, uh, you know, a little less tattoo-y and just, uh, you know, some sparkly jeweled butt plug action? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or a cork? Just a giant fucking cork? I don't know what a cork looks like, but... Okay. A cork? Like on the top of a wine bottle. Oh, a cork. I thought you said a quark which I love science. So a quark would be cool. A cork would be cool, but that violates rule number one of ass club, which is no tattooing directly on the anus. Cause I feel like it's muscle and nerves and I don't want a needle there. Do you, does any, do any of you two know anybody that got a tattoo over their anus? Yes. What? Oh yep. my God, Rob. I mean, Ooh. I guess. Uh, 
give me a second to digest this. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was persona non grata, like a tattoo needle would never go into that area because of nerves and blood and muscle. And go, Rob. I don't even know her name, but I'm pretty sure she's a porn star. She has an octopus. And you're sure that it actually. Yeah. Tr- oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And it's a lady. Yeah, you, you can look up pictures online. Uh, we'll put her name in the, uh, we'll put her name in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me reframe that by saying I have one rule when it comes to ass tattoos. Nothing is going to go around my incredible anus. I think you misunderstand. I wasn't talking about that tattoo, Mike. Uh, what were you talking about, Rob? A physical item in your ass for the doctor to have to pull out. No, 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 no. I got that. (laughs) And that's just rude. That's just rude. Uh, Imagine though with the corkscrew pulling this cork out your ass. Oh God. Let me uh, wax semi-poetically. We have friends that work at a certain place where guns are sent to. Don't we all have a friend that works at some place? And people's, yeah. And when people send their guns back to where our friends work at a gun place and they're dirty, like they just fired 10,000 rounds and they're like, this is how it's going to be fix my gun that's not working properly and also don't don't worry about all the carbon and the gunk and the shit and the lead and the copper just fix my gun right we know friends at work in places like that i just right? got a better idea now that you just said that oh boy this is going south so all right fine you, you don't want anything there to make their job a little harder you know let's clean it up a bit get waxed put some lipstick around your ringtone my ringtone yeah Yeah. talking about your anus or my anus yours that is smart now lipstick around your asshole is a very good thing and i can do that (laughs) on the short term that thank you rob that is constructive ideas now we're blush on your cheeks Rob! Rob! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I will proclaim right this goddamn second. Here's what's going to happen for my colonoscopy later in this month and into next. Well, it's going to be next month, March. I am going to have somebody apply makeup to my ass. Thank you, Rob. That is a great idea that holy fucking fuck. That's a good idea. They're going to (laughs) put lipstick around my anus. They're going to put blush on my cheeks. Now, what else do I do besides that? You need to get a little like uh, Marilyn Manson mole, Uh drawn a mole on your ass. I can do that. That's what I, an eyeliner pen with one dot or yep. a Sharpie. Yep. This is the greatest improv we've ever done. Okay. So I make my ass up to look like someone from Hollywood that's over their prime, unfortunately. Like Madonna. Did you guys see Madonna from the Grammys? No. Yes, Mark, I saw. I thought I showed you guys all her picture. She blew her face up. Madonna stuck her face in a Claymore mine and took every piece of uh, abuse a Claymore could. And then she tried to, oh my God, she looks. Uh, Her and Mickey Rourke, you can't tell her from Mickey Rourke. And God bless you, Madonna and Mickey Rourke, because I love Mickey Rourke, but oh my God. She blew her face up and then went on the Grammys like, look at me, it's me, Madonna, like a virgin. She is... Uh, not of this world anymore. So anyway, God damn it, Rob, that was a good idea. That's what's going to happen. My colonoscopy, my ass is going to be made up to the nines. I'm going to have eyeshadow. I'm going to have blush. I'm going to have eyeliner. I'm going to have lipstick, a really bright red lipstick. Oh, ho lipstick. God damn it. That's a good idea, Rob. Thank you. That. You've been sitting on this idea. Like what, how could you come up so organically so fast with that? I mean, we, I was just thinking of, I couldn't think of a good tattoo. So like I had to come up with something that you could do that we went from jewelry to makeup. So, well, yeah, a butt plug is just rude. It's like a dirty gun, but what you just said is what's going to happen. I will report back to our valued GBP listeners on what happens with operation. Make my ass look like a over the prime, uh, Hollywood actress. So my proctologist who goes in there, uh, spelunking has to go. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's got lipstick and rouge and blush. You get all the credit, Rob. Oh, credit thank Rob. you. Thank you. Now, back to where we started before this incredible sidebar led to comedy gold is uh, ass tattoos. Again, I want an ass tattoo to make life simple and fun for people who have to take care of me in the future. Uh, and Gunny went, Oh, get Elmer Fudd with his shotgun and his hat looking at your butthole. 
and he didn't say that. Chuck would never say that. He says, get Elmer Fudd waiting on Bugs Bunny. And I laughed so hard. And I was like, I was like, Gunny, that is it. That is the tattoo. I was going to get Elmer Fudd with his shotgun looking with rabbit prints. I later found out it would be a good ad. Rabbit prints leaning to my anus and Elmer Fudd waiting on my butt cheek with his shotgun. That made me laugh. And that was it. Locked in. Going to do it. Then 24 hours of hindsight. <laughs> See what I did there, hindsight. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. I'm a huge fan of space. We don't talk about it on this podcast because there's a trillion space podcasts and a trillion sports podcasts. But Apollo 12 is my jam. Pete Conrad is my favorite astronaut. So I was like, what about getting the lunar lander of Apollo 12 tattooed on my ass and then craters all around with uh, moon boot prints going towards my anus and then the American flag nah, 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 uh, uh, on my ass. And that got me very excited. And then when you add the Looney Tunes into it, I'll get Marvin the Martian on my other ass cheek with his ray gun pointed at my anus and rabbit prints because that checks out in the Looney Tunes world, doesn't it, though? It does. Shards, does that mm. check out? Are you going to have the flagpole coming out of your glass hole? Ooh, I think we already talked about that. And, uh, but no, no, nothing, no needles into my actual anus structure. But I am open to where the flag goes and the angle of the flagpole. I am open to that. So that's where I'm at on ass tattoos. A complete moonscape with the Apollo 12 lander, the surveyor unmanned a drone that they went and took the camera off of while they were on the moon and Marvin the Martian waiting on Bugs Bunny to stick his head out so he could be X-49 space modulator killed. That's money in the bank. My promise to you. I appreciate the contribution. Rob, your shit was uh, money in the bank and that is perfect. A little housekeeping too while we're uh, while we're in the intro. Boy, it's a long intro, but I had a lot to talk about. Our pool that we all deeply regret, right, boys? We all deeply regret our episode one pool, right? Yeah, we shouldn't only regret it because you know it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there is going to be no curse, and uh, except for Newt Gingrich, he's cursed. And I've got someone else. Dear God, please substitute my stupid ass saying Mel Brooks, and I'm sorry. And uh, I've given you Newt Gingrich. Please accept Yoko Ono as a substitute along with Newt Gingrich. If they could just embrace, if Newt Gingrich's wife gets cancer, he will probably seek out Yoko Ono for sex and love. She is 90. If I, can, I actually a, can't believe that, to be honest with you. Yeah, if there is a curse, about. I know. If there is a curse, which where there is not, except for Rob bringing this in the universe. Please let Newt Gingrich and Yoko Ono embrace as a lightning bolt strikes both of them. I hate Yoko Ono with a passion. Anyway, uh, and that's on me. I should have Mel Brooks. He'd never come off my lips. Why did I say that? I revisited a video that Bill Burr or somebody. Oh God, who talks about it? Some great comedian talks about this video where Chuck Berry is playing with John Lennon back in the day, and they're playing an incredible song, which you all can Google or YouTube. And they're killing this fucking song. I mean, they are just jamming and they're both looking at each other with big smiles and happy as hell. And like, look at us, two icons making great music for the world. And near the end of the song, they pan out and Yoko's playing a goddamn tambourine. Thank God. And they probably have her mic turned off at the time. I don't know. She's beating a tambourine. Nobody cares. But you can tell she's not happy that they're getting all the spotlight. So she grabs this mic that's down at her crotch with her tambourine and pulls it up to her mouth and starts doing Yoko Ono shit. Whatever the hell. She's such a piece of crap. And Chuck Berry looks back. I urge every listener to get that video off YouTube and look at Chuck Berry's face. He was pissed. He would have killed that biatch if it wasn't for John Lennon. And she tries to do her Yoko Ono shit. And since then I've hated her. I can't stand her. So substitute. Pitching for Mel Brooks is is Yoko Ono. 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 She is the reason the Beatles broke up, isn't she? Yeah, that goes Major contributor, saying. at least. No, yeah. she 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 is the reason. She is total crap. Uh, and so goodbye, oh. Yoko Ono. It depends on what you believe. I'm currently in possession of two chicken feet, pig blood, and a cauldron with lizard tails trying to curse Yoko Ono for that. So God bless her. 
<laughs> have you ever seen the real Paul McCartney is dead documentary? No, you've told me about it, but I refuse. My my mind is too shallow. On a scale of one to ten, how convinced are you? Well, I'm pretty sure it's satire, but it's uh, they make a compelling argument. So, were you convinced, or are you just compelled? I'm compelled to believe that there might be things going on outside oh, of there, our uh, realm of understanding. There are things going on. China's flying balloons over. Uh, there's a lot going on, shards. But is Paul McCartney? Hello, I'm Paul McCartney. We were just plunking. Me and m- me and my boys were just plunking. So they killed him, and then they put in a fake Paul McCartney. Yeah, back in like uh, 64. And what was the product of this conspiracy? What did they gain by killing the real Paul McCartney? Well, they didn't kill the real Paul McCartney. The real Paul McCartney died in a car accident. Oh, so you're saying I was driving drunk and I killed myself, and then you put in someone else to keep the money flowing? No, he wasn't drunk. He was upset and stormed off in his Maserati and crashed it because it was raining outside. And now there's no money to be made because Ringo can't play the drums very good. And George Harrison, he doesn't care. Don't you dare drag Ringo's name through the dirt like that. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, sidebar to another Who was the only Beatles after they broke up to have two number ones? Ringo. Listen to me, Shards. I love Ringo. Wasn't George Harrison. I love his music too. Wasn't I like Octopus, Paul McCartney. I like Octopus's Garden. I love Octopus's Garden, and I love a lot of stuff Ringo did. But that's for another episode. So you pose a question: Who believes that Paul McCartney was killed off? Well, you never seen the satire documentary, so you you can't argue against something you haven't even studied. You are correct. So, Rob, have you seen the said satire documentary? I have not. But you're saying it's satire, so if it's satire and it's a documentary, it's fake, so why should I watch it? No, I said I think it's satire, but they don't come out and say it because they try to sell it like it's something real. But some of the stuff that they point out is real, like I've looked at it before. My dad had a lot of the original records. All right, we're going to kick this tomato can down the road. I am open to different ideas about the history timeline. I will watch this at some point, and we will discuss it later. Are you down with that, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are open to it, Shards. Are you? Or are you just being dicks? Ooh. We got to bring up dicks, huh? We are being dicks. <laughs> we did We did, uh, We did. did tease dicks. Oh, that's not the word. We did uh, We did future no, cast. Right. You got it right. We teased. We okay. teased. We teased dicks. Secretly, I, I'm worried about our female demographic, but I, I feel like they're secretly tuning into this episode, even though in my heart of hearts and my gut, I'm saying like, let's not talk about dicks. We want to keep our uh, valued female demographic, but I feel they're doing it anyway. You so, have no idea what I'm about to say, though. That is 100% correct. Rob, what are you about to say? Oh, the look of straight fear on this man's face right now. Uh huh. So we're gonna we're gonna take a step back to about from a dick. F- f- no, no, with the dick. Hold the dick in your hand and take a step back with me. Okay, dicks in my hand. I'm stepping back. What are we to doing? Ancient Greece. Okay. Oh, we're oh, gonna Hercules. I can see the opening to Disney's Hercules. Exactly. Uh huh. The pots. Uh-huh. Yes. Go ahead. I'm there. Disney, so dicks hercules i'm there we got uh lots of sculptures and art mm. paintings full nude right yeah man. do you know yeah. how big their dicks are in these paintings and sculptures uh well every time you won't believe this but every time i've been near a greek sculpture or painting i didn't have a yardstick with me i'm assuming based on facts that have nothing to do with me personally of course you know of course it's not me it's about five inches smaller smaller Four placid, four point nine inches. No, we're talking stubs. Okay. Uh, uh, wait. Are we talking flaccid? You said flaccid. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shard, back me up on this. No one measures dicks flaccid. No, like, no, no. Yeah, I'm two point one inches flaccid. That's me. Wait, That's right, wait, you son of a thing. bitch. Here's the thing. There's there's flaccid, and then there's I just got out of the wet pool flaccid, and that's what these young men and old men have going on. Okay. You've lost me, Rob. Not that I've ever measured my dick, but if I did, it wouldn't be flaccid because that measure means nothing. That measurement means nothing. It's all soft tissue. Like measure, measure your belly. 
Yeah. Right. I think, I think he's right. missing the point that he's talking he about sculptures and no one sculpted these Greek gods with full-on erections. Oh! Well, not, even, not even that. Not even a full-on erection, but just out there hanging eight inches of brain, you know? Okay. Now I understand. Why? So go on. So why are you talking about like David or the statue of David or stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are you telling uh, me his penis is flaccid? Because I've never seen it nor have well, i touched it now i have to look it up you just came at me like you're an expert and now well, you're telling I, me. yeah statue of david pretty uh not a whole lot going on there okay is that based on science or is that based on what you know about penises well we're gonna get to the science right now oh the science of penises so from the from. greek playwright aristophanes in around 400 bc he summed up the ideal traits of his male peers as a gleaming chest, bright skin, broad shoulders, a tiny tongue, strong buttocks, and a little prick. Um, maybe they're <laughs> talking about his agent. Is, could that be his agent? I don't know, man. Then when you take a look at pottery with barbarians and slaves, they have erect penises. Wait, 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 wait. Sidebar. Porn name. Barbarians and slaves. One, two, three, and four. That is a hell of a good porn name. For a, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in a world, in a world of barbarians and slaves. Hey, it's Will Arnett. Yeah, that's right, Bateman. You're an asshole. Anyway, in a world with barbarians and slaves, who do you want to watch? Tables are turned. That's all we're gonna say. All right, go ahead. So, in the past, it was seen as barbaric to be hung. Mm, I think. Currently, it's kind of seen as barbaric, don't you think? Is it, though? Well, now, here's here's my question for you, Mike. What demographic didn't exactly have a say in the world? Like the Jews? Jonah? The Jews. Okay, there goes the podcast once again. Uh, uh, women, Mike, women. Yes, women. You're, you're telling me? Jewish women had no these, say. These male playwrights and... Uh, Socrates and all them, they went around and they got a census of all the women in the area and was like, what to you is the perfect penis? No, mm. they're all little dick motherfuckers. And they all had to cope. It was no, all a, one giant coping mechanism. It's a conspiracy now? Of it is. Small dick motherfuckers? It is a world? small dick coping mechanism. Yes. Okay. And this Wait. is not this claim that I have a huge dick. Far from it. But what I'm saying is, is that we have come to a time where yes. the term big dick energy uh-huh. BDE is I call it. I'm young. Has completely flipped from what was thought of in the past. So you're saying that BDE is now SDE and that women like SDE? No. No. Okay. No. Re-explain. I lost it. I can do that. Shards, you gotta back me up here. Shards, <laughs> this man is lost. I'm lost. This man is lost. I'll put it in layman's terms for you, Mike. Ooh, layman. I see what you did there. <laughs> what what Rob is getting at is back in those days, women didn't have a voice. Women didn't have a voice. Yeah, so when these sculptors were sculpting their ideal men physiques, they made the penises small, saying that this is the ideal penis because you don't have a voice to say otherwise. So Michelangelo, for lack of a better artist of the period, you think he actually thought of this? He sat there and went like, well, uh, my model has a 12-inch Johnson. I can sit here for a week and a half chiseling a 12-inch Johnson, or I can be home tonight for uh, dinner. We're going to have pitas and uh, lamb meat. I'm just going to make it shorter. That That didn't happen? I don't think it was a time thing. I think it was, I I have a small dick, and if I perpetuate the idea Mm. that small dicks are ideal, then these women can't say otherwise. Speaking of small dicks, ladies and gentlemen, Osiris Rex. We're going to have to post a picture of him. What it must be like to pet something hairless. This is about the cat shards. That's that warm and beautiful. That must be nice, Rob. You, You have a great thing there. Well, thank you. He is quite nice. Anyway, back to Osiris. Uh, what were you talking about? Uh, so you're saying they compensated like now with uh, Seinfeld and shrinkage, shrinkage. Yes. The yes. ancient great artists were like, well, if I put a 12 inch long on this guy, everyone's going to want a 12 inch long. 
There is no doubt that across ancient Greek art, the representation of phallus and its varying size was symbolic. As Lear suggests, this might hint at why artists of the age depicted male nudes so often, even when a character or narrative might not require it. They use the penis as an index of character. An index that's, that's of character. That's some SDE right there. <laughs> wow. So I guess if you, it, uh, perception is reality. So if you and all your artistic buddies get together at the Royal Order of the Water Buffalo in ancient Greece and be like, hey, yeah, that painting? Yeah, put a small dick on it because, you know, we all have small dicks. So we don't oh. want anyone to think that people have big dicks around here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <right>. oh. <laughs> Angelo. Hey, yo, Angelo, Michael. Yeah. David. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's ripped, you know. He he goes to the uh, gym and uh, but can you put a small dick on him? Because like my wife's gonna see that statue and if she realizes exactly, thank okay. you. I now get it. it. I get it now. But I would rather believe that Building Nine of the nine eleven World Trade Center attack was destroyed by the CIA than that all these artists got together. Instead of going, hey, here's what I see. This is what a dick is. I will chisel this. I will paint this. I will sculpt this. They all got together and said, ladies and gentlemen of the artistic guild, uh, it is me, Socrates. Socrates, dude. No penis shall be embodied larger than four inches. Oh, strike that. Three inches. None. That is the rule of the land. And let's go have anal sex because we're Greek. Is that what I'm led to believe here? Yes. And the fact that you think that it's untrue, I, I got to say, I thought more of you. <laughs> it's well, much like the Mona Lisa. You know, they didn't have the actual smile, so they substituted the smile. They did the uh, same uh, thing. They didn't They didn't want to draw the actual penis, so they substituted their thumb. Yeah. Ooh. Well, he's got a hangnail on David. That's all I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rob, you have uh, convinced me. If Shards, Shards, do you believe it? If you believe it, I believe it. Oh, I believed it for a long time. And I stand stand behind it. Uh, what? Well, better than stand behind it in front. So I stand behind it too. <laughs> Greek penises are highly uh, overrated. I stand behind that. I'm not standing in front of it because we know one thing about Greek people. When they see an ass tattoo of the Apollo 12 moon landing, they get really, really excited and they want to travel to my anus. My uh, ads on my phone, which is highly sus, that's a word we young people use, uh, have been pumping me full of uh, micro wrestling. Are you guys familiar with micro wrestling? Never. Not in that term. Uh, I watched a reality show back in the day with Hulk Hogan after he bottomed out with his wife and got divorced and Bubba the Love Sponge fucked him over. And he was promoting a micro wrestling league, which was actually the the reality show was cool. Basically, that is where insert today's pronoun for midgets, small people, little people, little people wrestle. And they put on big personas just like uh, just like regular uh, professional wrestlers. So you got these guys that are like two foot nine or three foot. Uh, calling themselves like super Hulk and you know, the, the destroyer and they come to your local armory and or uh, community theater and they wrestle just like WWE. And I liked the reality show. It was fun, but now I'm getting bombarded with ads that are coming to my town, our town. And uh, I'm thinking this might be a chance for me to get the lavalier mics and go uh, make some content. Micro wrestling seems cool. It's, little people doing WWE wrestling. What say you guys? I think this gives us a a quick overview of what your search history looks like. Yeah, I agree. Mm. <laughs> we so can we Google can, Google we, just sees midget porn, midget porn, midget porn, midget porn. So then they send you an ad for micro wrestling. Well yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had it. <laughs> I did watch the reality show with micro wrestling. So my history may be tainted and unclean, but thank you for pointing that out shards. Now let's get to the meat of the subject. What do you think about little people wrestling midgets? 
I think I've watched some and it's incredible. Would you guys go watch that with us, with me? Wouldn't that be a cool live feed maybe? Or, or uh, what do you call that? Where you watch it live and you, oh, come on. Talk about midget wrestling. A stream? Yeah. A live stream. Like, come on. That's awesome. I could get behind it. But if only if all the food was miniature as well. <laughs> Hot dogs, Vienna sausages, get your Vienna sausages and uh, uh, rolled gold pretzels with mustard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you took that in such a direction. I don't even know what to say to this shit. <laughs> I'll take uh, two hot dogs and a pretzel. Uh, use three fingers, sir. They're kind of small. Uh, wow, that is a Vienna sausage and a uh, rolled gold pretzel. Yeah, well, you're watching micro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you rolled food into my idea, Rob. Because I'm a fat motherfucker, that's why. <laughs> I am too, but I didn't see that angle. I saw all the other uh, angles, but I did not see that angle. Oh, my God. Let's see. About micro wrestling. The micro wrestling federation is a full scale WWE type. I'm reading from their webpage. Uh, event supported by an entire cast under five feet tall. Founded in 2000, the MWF is the longest running organization Within the little person wrestling industry is an industry. I see smokestacks. I see trucks. I see train cars. Like we need 150 uh, little persons this month. I don't know if we can make that. We don't have the parts. (laughs) (laughs) This show has gone off the rails. Oh my God. The micro wrestling federation has been imitated without success as we are the original micro-professional wrestling organization. Oh, my God. This is so incredible. I need to watch this. They're coming to my town. I'm going as a correspondent for the GBP. I am your micro-wrestling fan. Forget that Super Bowl. I'll have the soup. What say you, gentlemen? I don't know that I'll join you, but I will live vicariously through you. Hey, that's cool. I am the Glass Bottom Podcast micro wrestling uh, correspondent. I love midgets or little people, as we call them. And I'm going to go watch them have it out because I watched the reality show and I was intrigued and I had fun. These guys are and ladies are into it there. Uh, can you imagine uh, a little person jumping off the top rope in a wrestling ring? That would be like me jumping off the Empire State Building to do an atomic elbow. That's balls. They may be small balls. But they're there. You don't know that. You don't know that. You're correct, Rob. Again, I am the idiot in the equation. You're right. Their testicles could be full size, which would be amazing, right? If you're a midget with full size testicles. Why did you say that with such conviction? Because I'm convicted. (laughs) I'm convicted. What do you want from me? (laughs) They probably are. That's why they walk the way they do. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not from. Holy shit. Let's just leave it as that ball went over the fence and Shards is right. Shards is right. Oh my God. Woo. But wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah. There's your cold opener. (laughs) I guess everything is yin and yang. And could you imagine being like a 12 year old guy going to the doctor and he's like, well, um, you are definitely a dwarf or a midget. I don't know if that's a word. However, uh, besides your misconstrued bones and your lack of height, your balls and dick are going to be enormous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on top, on top of the uh, Steven Spielberg use of uh, of camera tricks, you know, like if if you want to make a hallway look infinite, you do like X, Y, and Z, or if you want to make a building in the background look tall. Imagine being a midget or a dwarf, and then having a giant unit. Wow, with a little hand perspective. Oh, the little hand! Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to breathe. <laughs> Get your hand off of there. Put my hand on there. Look at this thing. Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. 
unfortunately, this episode has been very testosterone heavy, and that's not our complete MO, but we are three guys. So uh, I apologize to uh, listeners like Naomi, and uh, we are just having fun here. So I do have a question, though. Uh, let me apologize. Let me finish apologizing. So to all of the estrogen rich folks in our audience, which we appreciate, we're going to cut up over the, over the future years and we're going to get, we're going to assault everybody. So this is just a, a, a thin slice. Go ahead, Shards. Do you think that they're going to wrestle in a full size ring or are they going to put them in one of those rock'em sock'em robot rings? <laughs> rock'em sock'em <laughs> robot. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, it will not be a full size ring. Could you imagine the commentary? Here comes Little Rocky. He's got his arm up. He's gonna do the people's elbow. He's running. He's still running. His little bow legs working twice as hard. His little deformed elbow up in the air. He's jumped. There he goes through the air, Little Rocky. He's got a foot, two foot. There's three foot. He's four foot in the air. He's going for it. He's got his elbow out. His legs up. He's still going through the air. He's almost to the center of the ring, and now he's coming down from his ellipse elliptical orbit he's coming towards the guy and he bounces off oh it's a flip script he's got him in a headlock and now the match is over so no it's gonna be a small ring shot do the uh micro wrestling federation exclusively only hire 50s baseball announcers as their announcers Well, that's all I have. (laughs) Let's hear your commentary on a small person running across a full-size ring. Anybody got anything better? I'm not the best at midget wrestling. I could do a better intro than all of you with my uh, Michael Buffer voice. In this corner, weighing in at 22 pounds, one ounce, the Sultan of Short. The king of underswing, Micro Rock. Nothing? Nobody? Crickets? Nothing? That's pretty good. good. No. All right, go ahead with your intro. I don't have one. Damn it. Well, that ended sad. Just like midgets wrestling for money. (laughs) It ends kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah, after after the whole thing, does everybody just kind of leave in sadness and feel regret and shame <laughs> having been a part of that? <laughs> I think so. And you go to the you go to the stage doors and there's two lines. There's midgets leaving to get drunk and sleep in the gutter and midgets leaving with their parents going, "I think you did a good job, Bobby. I thought I thought your I thought your uh, reverse headlock was really good. Let's go home and get some ice cream." <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my. So when is this happening? I'll have to look, but I'm going to be your correspondent. I'm going to go there. So please go to patreon.com slash the glass bottom podcast, which we don't have yet, and support me to not have to pay to watch midgets wrestling to entertain you with what I see. That would be great. Patreon.com forward slash we don't have one yet. You should go there and and film someone going off the top rope and then splicing with something funny. Because like I love those TikTok videos where you see like the the little guy doing like the battle ropes and then it cuts to a guy uh-huh. wearing shoes and then the strings are just going up and down on his I shoes. <laughs> I love those too. I thought I was the only one. Oh, we're getting therapy here tonight. Yes, I enjoy those making fun of midget TikToks, but they're great people. I'm sure, and I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Well, anyway, speaking of things that fall short, tonight, me and Rob are going to taste test, a la Tombstone Rifle, the Bud Light Next. Rob, you have your Bud Light Next? I finished it. What? No, no, no. Read the script. That's not what we do here. I mean, I can still taste tests, but what it's gone. Saying? Are you saying you're burping it or it's, do you have indigestion or like what's going on here? Oh, I remember what it tastes like. Uh, yeah, but I remember what sex felt like, but that was a long time ago. It's not It's not current. I'm sorry I let you down. Well, you let me down, Rob. You just put alcohol in front of me and it's going to get drank. Well, that I understand. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is an unpaid uh, thing, just like the Tombstone Rifle that we did in episode one or two. One of my bosses introduced me to Bud Light Next this week. 
Well, he didn't introduce me. He gave it to everyone that came in the goddamn place except for me. So I was intrigued and I went and got it for me and Rob because shards don't drink because he uh, he did enough back in the day for all of us. So True. it comes in a skinny can like a White Claw. Would you say that's correct, Rob? Definitely a White Claw can. Would you say the can is as sexy or more sexy or just as sexy as a White Claw can, Rob? I would say it's more sexy. I wouldn't describe a White Claw can as sexy. Um, right. So, and Bud Light next is trying yes, too hard. Yes, Rob. <laughs> more sexy. No, actually, trying too hard was a great answer. I'm sorry I stepped on that. It is trying too hard. The can seems to be trying too hard. So, for you uh, label readers like me and Shards, Bud Light next is 4% alcohol, 80 calories, 0G sugar. And zero G carbs. How the F did they do that? Here's how they say they did it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Bud Light next. They say about the liquid. Oh, that's not sexy. That's like telling a woman moist. Please don't tell a man in a Bud ad or a beer ad about the liquid. Strike two, Bud Light. Nearly 10 years in the making. Bud Light next, comma. Our first zero-carb beer, comma, is the result of a brewing breakthrough. It's only been like 5,000 years since we've been brewing shit. What breakthroughs could they actually have? Sidebar. Uh, a brewing breakthrough making the impossible possible. Super crisp, comma, light and refreshing, comma, for effect. Bud Light Next is brewed with the highest quality. <laughs> Sorry, that's I did. That's, hmm. Hmm. Highest quality ingredients, including malted barley and rice. That's what they say. So that's what they say. Uh, I haven't tasted it yet, Rob. So I'm about to pop the cap and do some ASMR because we have a lot of ASMR kinky sons of bitches. I want to hear it. So here we go. ASMR theater and go. Hey there, sexy new beer. What's your name? My name is Bud Light next. God damn, that's hot. Can I taste you? Absolutely. Pull my tab. I don't know. Is this the right time to pull your tab? There's people. Oh, my God. You kinky son of a bitch. I was kidding, but I like it. Oh, my God. You've put me into a zone I've never been in before. Taste me. Please taste me. I'm very bubbly for you. Can you hear the bubbles, guys? No. Oh, damn it. Well, picture bubbles. Oh, okay. Uh, let's uh, duck into a corner and I'll taste you. This is my first taste of Bud Light next. Hi, sexy. I'm not usually that sloppy, but it adds to the theater. Hmm. Well, I taste something. Rob, what did you taste? I tasted... Uh water alcohol and the taste of hops <laughs> that's like wildly different than what i tasted the the added extract of hops is what i tasted distinctly hops extract well i went to their website and they claim that it's all water rice barley and hops and uh i don't believe that i mean that is probably what the ingredients are but based on what i've tasted and what i'm expecting here i think there's a lot of chemistry after that like yeah we started with that and then we ran it through three mile island and then we took it to diablo canyon and then we boiled it in the uh, la brea tar pits and then we added a bunch of chemicals that that condensed the alcohol back out so i taste fruity notes it's it's pretty good it's pretty good. It reminds me of Zima. Do you guys know Zima? Is that still in the lexicon? I didn't know that still existed. It probably doesn't, but do you know the lexicon? Shards? I'm aware of its existence, yeah. Did, uh, let me continue the line of questioning, Your Honor. When you brought your mom and grandmother to a strip club, did any of them order Zima? Because that's the demographic, probably. No. You did state on the record that it was a non-homosexual strip club, correct? Yes. That checks out. 
Okay. Now we're back to Bud Light next, which I guess is brewed for people beyond our generation earlier than us. Like 21 year olds now is what they claim. I taste lying that it was brewed for 15 year olds. <laughs> well, that is the yeah. future generation, but yes, <laughs> I taste pine and I taste like peach. It t- it's as if they bred a pine tree with a peach tree. Do you have that feeling, Rob? Uh, I didn't taste any peach. I seriously only tasted hops. I, I yeah, I kind of see what you said originally. I I taste a synthetic re-edition of hop taste, but I get a peach note to it too. So let's move on from what we feel it tastes like to would you would you drink this, Rob? Would you drink this, Rob? I wouldn't say no to it, but I wouldn't buy it. Hang on, I didn't do it properly. You're supposed to let me go. Would you drink this, Rob? I wouldn't say no, but I would not buy it. Absolutely not. So if a gay male at a club bought you this, would you drink it? Are they got to be gay? We're going through the whole demographic. Those are the spectrum. only people buying it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shards again with the... Uh... Okay. Nobody at a redneck country bar in a town like Fellsmere, Florida, is going to... Buy a friend a Bud Light next. So would you, Rob, go to a party of friends currently with a cooler full of Bud Light next and go? No. No, I would not. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Shards, you have not partaken in alcohol or other substances for a long time. Many, many, many years. Based on the can and our reactions, would you go somewhere and offer or look interested in a Bud Light next Absolutely not. Damn. Poor Budweiser. They're failing. Okay. Mike. Yes. Would you? No, I would not. I would not. Nope. (laughs) I would not. The can says super crisp. I didn't. Did you experience a crunch, Rob? Did you feel a crunch? Did you experience a crunch? I did not feel a crispness. Maybe it just wasn't cold enough. I just asked you felt a crunch. I did not feel a crunch. I've eaten Pringles. I've eaten carrots. There is no crunch. Uh, Crisp. Sorry. Did you experience light beer? I did not experience light beer, Rob. That's on the can. Did you experience light beer? It tastes like water, yes. Okay. Dirty mop Rob water, perhaps. Oh, oh, as if someone mopped up a spill of peach tonic with uh, hop water in it. That's kind of what I feel like. Is that what you experienced? Yeah. It was like the flavor does not belong to the drink. I would go so far as to say, and this is the critical point. This is called Bud Light Next. I think Bud Light is leaving the beer industry to become androgynous. Like, is that a beer or something else? I think Bud Light is, at this point, going to leave us and be like, we're not Bud Light beer, we're Bud Light. Would you agree with that? No, I think that uh, I think that Budweiser sells enough. I think they're just trying to get in on the market of zero calorie or not zero calorie, but zero carb. Yeah. But they had that with, uh, like, uh, their Bud Light Platinum. Didn't they have all that? The bottom Wasn't line that expensive though. Everything's expensive right now. An egg is like $10 for a fucking egg. Well, I think Bud Light comma next or Bud Light next is their departure from beer. Bud Light will become a drink that not necessarily root in beer. And this is the stepping stone. This is the door jam. That's my feeling. What say you, Shards? If you were a marketing genius, and you did work at a liquor store for quite a bit of time. I think they're trying to compete with the seltzer market without making another seltzer because they already have one anyway. How does a guy that doesn't drink have this kind of insight? Rob, he just shamed us both. He did. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Shards is the home run hitter. He's our poppy that goes in and just hit a home run. You're right. That's how I would phrase this. Using beer ingredients, these assholes at Bud Light, trademark, whatever an R in a circle means, have tried to push beer into the seltzer market. That is exactly how I put this. This is beer seltzer. That's correct. It is beer seltzer. It is beer seltzer. Okay. Glass bottom podcast consensus, beer seltzer. Everyone say aye in favor. Aye. 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 Beer seltzer. Bud Light next, beer seltzer for a younger generation who are probably going to be really, 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 uh, really soft people. (laughs) And aren't going to fight wars and blow up stuff. Yeah, it's for demasculated underage drinkers. <laughs> Let's see if we can put that in terms. Bud Light next for the emasculated under testosterone generation coming up behind you. 
But don't worry, bend over. They're behind you. I'll tell you one thing, Bud Light next gives me fucking... Burps, what say you, Rob? I haven't had any. It's because your gut is iron. Probably. Put a lot of shit in there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this damn Bud Light uh, goat piss, for lack of a better word, it's, 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 it's fragrant goat piss is uh, running through my uh, fatty liver. Don't you guys say that word into my kidneys. And I have to get out of here. I'm sorry. I have to pull the old guy card who's swilled some kind of new generation beer that claims to be made out of uh, normal stuff. And I have to get out of here. And you guys got anything to say? Condoms and rattlesnakes. I don't fuck with either. You heard the show, now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Catch you on the next one.